Eight. 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 Crazy eighty-eight. Eight. Eight. That's good. Eighty-eight, man. Crazy eighty-eight. They're no, not really eighty-eight. It just it just called themselves like that because it sounded cool. So um, today we don't have an, any sense of direction. Um, I'm officially on break, so that's cool. And uh, you know, we thought we'd kick this summer off with a free for all podcast. I mean, summer's always and, been here, uh, so yeah. Here's our summer free for all, I guess. Yeah, really think just about talk it. about some random stuff over here, you know. Yep. Just I got the uh, Soprano shirt on. I know. I think that show really stuck on me. Did it? I think that show really I stuck to on you. See things all the time, like them. Gangsters. You know what's a good gangster? I started watching The Offer from Paramount Plus, which is like the true story of like the God, the making of the, the Godfather. Godfather. And they yeah. have some gangsters in there. That show's cool. That's dope. Yeah, it's really We'll talk cool. about some shows right now. I think yep, there's yep. a lot of good shows out right now. And uh I don't know. I think we I think my we might go in that direction is possibly talking about all the different shows that are being released. Currently, yeah. right now, there's a lot. It's like maybe hinting on a future episode that we want to do. That I actually just got requested by one of our guests, reoccurring guest. He wants to hop on and make sure that he does this one with us because we held out on Boba Fett with my uh, older brother Javi. Yeah. So he's like, he wants to hop in and do one for Obi Wan Kenobi. Does he? Oh, yes. Okay. We'll be in the talks for that. There's a lot of yep. talking. There's a lot to talk about in that show, so it's going to be good. So, before we get into anything else, let's get into some bees. Bees. What you got? So, this is the one that I got. It's called Tabez Ravine. What? <laughs> looks like a ballpark. Yeah, something. it does look like a ravine. It looks like a... Let's see what it says here. It's supposed so to be like Boomtown an ancient city. It looks like an ancient city. Some it's sort. a hazy IPA. Looks like there's a ballpark. Um, that looks familiar, though. I think I might have seen it. Yeah. And I'm trying to look for a percentage on here. It's a 6.5, it looks like. So, yeah. Right. There we go. Right. Laysonic. LaysonicUSA.com. That's the artist is Paul Nguyen Art. Cool. I'm cracking it. Cool. Ooh. Crackly. So I got Rogue's Dreamland. Trying to like. Oh, what's that? So it's super crazy. It's like a super dream like freaking concept of a graphics on the can. Which is That's very similar, cool. yeah. Which is pretty similar to the background that I have right here. <laughs> yeah. So 
I mean, this is a lager, so I wanted to change it up a little bit. Just uh, try something crisp, fresh. It's a summer, so, you know, I wanted to try something that's like, you know, pretty good and crispy. Just like uh, I wanted, I was actually going to do like a German style beer that was like a similar bottle shape to the Superior. It's mm-hmm. called Duvel or something like that. Duvel. I've never tried it before, but I saw this one and I was like, you know what? I like the can. It's cool. Yeah. It's got good, some cool art on it. That's a good And one. it's different from Boomtown. I haven't seen this one from Boomtown before, and they always bring the heaters. Yeah. Do you have anything yeah. to read on your end? Or is it... No, nah, let me see if I could look up something, though, real quick. I think there might be something. All right. What about yours? Mine says, bro, right on top, it says, Dare, Risk, Dream. And it's kind of like in the Jurassic Park font, which makes sense because that's basically what Jurassic Park was. <laughs> Except it doesn't say die. We're getting by dinosaurs. But there is a description. It says, This beer was born from a dream. A dream to renovate our hometown oh. skate park in Newport, Oregon. Hmm. Oh, I thought it was going to be California. To give our community a safe and clean place to skate. The incredible people at Dreamland Skate Parks help make our dream a reality. And with them, we helped others realize theirs. So we brewed Dreamland American Lager, a simple, crisp lager from which portions of the proceeds will go towards building skate parks around the world. Welcome to Dream World. I mean, land. I fucked that up. <laughs> well, that's tight. It's like yeah. it actually is, is going towards something now. Yeah, it's a good cause beer. Here's okay, so this is interesting. I just looked up Chavez Ravine, and this is the history that I got it on it. Okay, so uh, it says Durley, uh, this is um, Zine, uh, org. It says Chavez Ravine. This is actually a film um, on Amazon Prime about this, a short 30-minute uh, documentary about the politics and economics of land of where the Chavez Ravine is. So check this out. During the early 1950s, the city of Los Angeles forcefully evicted the 300 families of Chavez Ravine to make way for a low-income public housing project. The land was cleared, and the homes, schools, and the church were raised, but instead of the building that... uh, Instead of building the promised housing, the city... In a move for rife with political controversy, sold the land to Brooklyn Dodgers baseball owner Walter O'Malley, who built Dodger stadiums on the site. Oh, shit. The residents of Chavez Ravine, who had been promised first pick of the apartments in the proposed housing project, were given no reimbursement for the destroyed property and forced to scramble for housing elsewhere. That's yeah, fucked up. It is. In 1949... Photographer Don Normack visited Chavez Ravine, a close-knit Mexican-American village on a hill overlooking downtown LA. Enchanted, he stayed for a year and took hundreds of photographs documenting community life. But little did Normack know what he was capturing, the last images of a place that was about to disappear. Within a few short years, the entire neighborhood would be gone. Oh, shit. Well, that was pretty dark. Yeah, and it says here, Chavez Ravine, an L.A. story tells the story of how this Mexican-American community was destroyed by greed, political hypocrisy, 
and good intentions gone awry. Damn. So yeah. it's narrated by Cheech. Is it? Yeah. Must be important. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. Yeah. It was it was looked it was looked at like a vacant shanty town and eyesore. Um, and all kinds of stuff, but here um, is a film clip. Let me see if I can get some audio on this. All right. that all those fields have been leveled. The house is torn down. I saw it in my dream. And exactly the way I saw it, that's the way it happened. This is the tragedy of my life. Absolutely. I was responsible for uprooting, I don't know, how many hundreds of people from their own little valley and having the whole thing destroyed. It's sort of taken on a mythical sense in people's memories and then with the feeling that it was unfairly taken from them. So it's, it's no wonder that uh, that people have strong feelings about it. Uh, he said, please. Damn, all the photos are like in black and baseball white. Baseball team. Yeah. Let's go to the Dodgers as a family. I'll never go again. I hated it. I didn't enjoy it. It was like dancing on a grave. Oh, no, be bad. Damn, so there's a certain number of people that like hate Dodger Stadium. Yeah, just for that reason. So. Because that's where their home used to be. Yeah. And if you see the can, like the can art on it, you could see the ravine is kind of like it looks almost like suburban, like these areas, you know? And then you see like this Dodger Stadium right here. And then the city right here in the background. Right here. And then like many like roads and stuff leading up to it. But you could tell like... This is probably how it looked when they were leveling it out, you know? These are probably, like, all the construction roads and stuff leading up to where they built, you know, the stadium and stuff, which is trip. You can see Skyline right here in the back, too. Shit. It's dope artwork. Yeah. Really uh, thoughtful, thoughtful beer, you know? Yeah, same. Calling attention to real history. Yeah. I guess we both got, like, very thoughtful beers. One was for, like, a cause. The other one was, like, for important... Part yeah. of history that you know it doesn't get acknowledged enough. That's what I'm talking about, man. Yeah. It's about the history here. Speaking of history, well, cheers to that. <laughs> cheers to that. Let's try these beers out finally, huh? Yeah. Clink bar. Cheers. We need to have a clink, dink, on our. Oh yeah, I keep uh, on our soundboard. <laughs> I keep forgetting. <laughs> Mm, what do you got? This is like it has like the crispiness of a Budweiser, but it doesn't have like the the same taste at at the end at the aftertaste. But I feel it like in the front, it's just like a little bit of like Budweiser in there, mm. and then it's just like a little bit of bitterness at the end, a little more maltiness, if anything. Um. So this hazy, I could actually see through. I mean, it's hazy, but you could actually see some light through it. Yeah. And you could see that it's there. I mean, Mine it's really kind of light. light, actually. It's a lighter hazy. It's a lighter than I thought it would be. Um, Really citrusy. Well, not. I don't want to say really citrusy. It's not overpoweringly citrusy, but um, definitely like more on the blonde side. And on the hazy side, which is interesting for a hazy. Yeah. This is one of the which is bomb. One of this is one of the lighter hazies. Yeah. Oh. It's crazy. Yeah, mine is I like definitely that. light. That's a good one. Mine is definitely light. I'm gonna start with the light one. 
Yeah. Oh, no, I feel full right now. So like, uh, it's cool. So, Get through it. Let me see. Oh, man. It's so fucking hot. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's getting hotter now. It's getting fucking weird-ass weather. Did you hear the thunderstorms? Yeah, man. It's like getting, like, earthquake weather out here in California. Yeah. It's like... It's fucking weird. Literally at four in the morning, fucking lightning strikes. It sounds Bro, that, like a bomb. Yeah, that morning, I just kept hearing that shit. And then, like, in my mind, I just thought, like, wonder if anyone's gonna get hit or is the possibility if someone's gonna get hit and the next thing you know like yeah. i think my mom tells me like some lady was walking her dog in the morning yeah. and she got fucking hit it was in el monte i was like fuck i was not far away it was like oh god damn like you know just nature itself yeah. just dude that's and I mean, like, that's the rarity of getting struck by lightning. It's literally saying, like, oh, my God, like, that's like being struck by lightning. That's so rare. It's like there isn't really a rhyme or reason, you know? Yeah. It's just fucking the weather out, out in Cali during this time is so weird for some reason. Yeah, it's a global warming that's going on. It's our Earth. Yeah, it's some, our it's some bad shit, people. Let me tell you. Yeah. You don't know how bad it is until, like, you actually know how bad it is. There's a lot of methane is being released into the atmosphere, like, by many resources. It's just not, like, fucking cars. It's not, like, cars, like, releasing gas, and then that's the methane that's going up. It's also, like, thousands of years of fossilized, like, um, mm -hmm. containments of it. And uh, it's also, like, it being heated, like, by... Because, obviously, like, our ice caps are, like, you know, they're melting, but also, like, during that melt, there's also, like, release of, like, methane that's trapped in the earth or in the ice, and that's releasing that shit. So it's just, like, adding mm -hmm. more. It's like, oh, fuck. So... I just know that shit was fucking loud. That's just, like, fucking... Like, <laughs> we probably have, like, I don't know, 100, 100 years. <laughs> Unless we all, like, simultaneously just, like, stop using... Well, not stop using, but use less, like, gas or, you know, like, eco-friendly, like, gases and stuff like yeah that. we're ready to move on to the next plan i think all the yeah. billionaires have decided <laughs> i think that's what everyone's trying to do it's like yeah we're trying Let's to build rockets out here and stuff um yeah. but yeah it was fuck that's just fucking crazy just thinking about like um just like fucking building spaceships and just like uh colonies out there um one of the things so, i heard is just about like sci-fi in general is well sci-fi movies in general is basically they're eventually gonna get expired or outdated because they're pretty much predicting they're like actually gonna the come into fruition yeah in some way or another it's not like 100 percent accurate but it's like yeah. oh it's right on the mark but pretty it's similar pretty different yeah. yeah it's like so weird. um so check this out i last time i went to um get a drink i got one of the la beer papers yeah and they had the LA IPA Fest. This is the June 2022 episode. Ooh. And then uh, RIP, R-I-I-P, Brewing Company, Green Cheek, and Beachwood Hop to the top of LA IPA Fest. Mm -hmm. All right. So in third place, we got Beachwood Brewing Co., Julian Trago. I wonder what kind of beer it was. I'm going to find it right here. It says, uh, Disciples of Dankness was <laughs> third place at the LA IPA Fest. And that one was by Beachwood Brewing Co. Silver, 
was Ain't Getting Any Deader by Green Cheek Beer Co. I guess. That's a IPA. And then the gold, the first place, was Rip R-I-I-P Beer Co. San Diego, I believe. And it's called Dankster Squad. It's all with the danks, man. <laughs> the Dankster Squad. That's pretty dope. They're gonna combine that. Sh- they're gonna make a variety of pack of like dank, and then you're gonna call it the Dank Squad. Look, three times previously as head brewer at Noble Aleworks. So, um, the LA IPA Fest winners roster having placed among the top three twice before with Green Cheek and three times previously as head brewer at Noble Aleworks. So they were, remember when they were winning a lot of the competitions like in the years prior, that was him. Yeah. Holy shit. So it seems like these brewers like are, um, look, and look, brewer colon busbis was formerly the brewer at Modern Times. And that was the People's Choice Award. Wow, this is freaking dope. I I haven't really read through this, but it's pretty awesome that they do these events. We should probably cover one. Yeah, probably should. Probably should. Dude, there's so many different places. Yeah. Queen's Day, Yorkshire Square to toast the Platinum Jubilee. British expat craft beer fans in SoCal who are envious of the four-day bank holiday weekend at the beginning of June that their countrymen and women are celebrating back in the homeland in honor of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II's Platinum Jubilee, 70 years as the reigning British monarch can take solace. Yorkshire Square Brewing owner Gary Croft has got his fellow stateside Brits covered. The cask forward British brew pub in Torrance is throwing a day-long Platinum Jubilee party for all Saturday, June 4th. Jubilees don't happen all that often, and a Platinum Jubilee is something we've got to see. We're not going to see again in our lifetimes, explained Croft. Clearly excited about this milestone. There's been a few Jubilees, 25 years, 50 years, but never one for 70 years. And this is the oldest one for British monarch. Most people think Queen Victoria resigned that long, but she's only lasted 63 years and seven months during most of the 1800s. Damn. So I guess that Jubilee is like a time for them all to like drink heavily. Wait, yeah, I was about to ask, what the hell is a Jubilee? Yeah. (laughs) Beer is great example of keeping our roots in British traditions and making authentic English beer but also acknowledging that there's history there and a lot of crossover history. Like in this case, the dances coming and raiding. Oh, the Danes coming and raiding. It's more like celebrating the English influence on beer throughout the world. Mike elaborates. You want to be able to keep those traditions, but you also have to understand the full magnitude of its influence everywhere and celebrate it. And then this guy interjects one of the other breweries. Honestly, that's kind of our philosophy. We call this place our modern British brewery, which encompasses all of this, all these adjacent influences. And this is Yorkshire Square right here in Torrance. We got to check that one out. That's oh, pretty shit. cool. Authentic British beer. And they're like just some white people. And they got a they gotta cut out of the queen. That's hilarious. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, right. man, the beer paper. Hell yeah. The beer paper. Always on some cool shit. Fucking hey, man. Drink local, baby. Beer, pa- beer paper LA. Be local. So. I wish they had a Long Beach one, but. Yeah. There's so many breweries here. So, right now, this is me personally. I mean, I'm going to be moving to San Francisco. It's like pretty exciting. <laughs> You kind of cut off for a minute. You were too loud. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I have a friend out there that, you know, like, recommended me places to go and stuff. And then I heard that they were going to have, they were barely going to build, like, an Alamo draft house. And if you guys don't know what that is, it's actually a theater that sells, like, draft, or, yeah, pretty much, like, draft beers. And it's a local cinema chain. I think it got started in... I, th- I want to go say, there. Yeah, I think, I think it got started by Robert Rodriguez or someone. Hmm. But it's a popular are we chain. Go there is my question. Yeah, we are gonna go there. We're just definitely All gonna right. go there. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by nonsense and more. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's cool. Like just. I mean, I like it. I like how like theaters are now, where you could just serve alcohol and beer. You know. Yes, that's how it is in Europe, and that's what they should do over here. But there's too many people with guns here, so you can't have like you know, people are trigger happy in America. You know, <laughs> I acknowledge this. Yeah, that is true. That's one of our flaws. Maybe they should just chill out and drink a beer. You know what I'm saying? This is a new chill out and stuff. Yeah, cheers to that. Ah. <sighs> Mm-hmm. So, the next portion of our show, what you watching? What have I been watching? I, like I said earlier, I was watching The Offer. I'm still not done with it, but I'm going to be done with it. But it's pretty fascinating to see, like, um, the making of, like, The Godfather and all the players that came into it. And yeah, I, like, I did cover this in like, The Godfather episode, but it was, like, a lot of interesting background story on that like whole production and there's some things that happened that you know i didn't mention and there's some things that i didn't know that happened like um mario puzo the author of like the godfather uh he has a character that's like very similar to like frank sinatra who's like you know connected to the mob and he's like this yeah bigger than life like you know players uh singer and entertainer and there. This is actually true. Like, he actually got into a confrontation with Sinatra, like, coming up to him. And they got into it. And it was, and they showed it on the show. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, fuck. And a competition with Sinatra? What? Just, like, showing no, off or what? No. I'm, look, you're not even listening. Your ADD is sucking up. He has a character that's based on Sinatra. Sinatra didn't like it because he read the book. People with ADD. Huh? Hater. I am a hater because you don't pay attention. I am paying I'm... attention. You're not explaining it right. So yeah, yeah, I'm you're explaining telling me it right. that they got into it. They got yeah. into a fight because of what, though? The book. I literally said, oh, like... Because of the book. Yeah. Oh. I literally said he's the author of The Godfather, and he has a character that's based on Sinatra. You know, Sinatra was, like, yeah, a, you know, bigger than life that was connected to the mob. And, you know, so Sinatra he read that, and then... Book. He read that, and then Sinatra was mad about him, about that. Why? Because 
He didn't want to be connected. He didn't want to be seen in that light. Yeah, but you know what? He picked and chose his friends, <laughs> you know, and they were all fucking mobsters. So what do you think? You know, I mean, it's really different. I think that was the whole point of the show, just like to show, demonstrate, or illustrate like Italian Americans and like the right side of like life, you know, because they didn't want to be seen like this, because they were all like criticized like being that this like criminals and immigrants that are making trouble and shit and they thought like the godfather was going to be like that movie too that was going to paint them in the wrong light you know and i mean along along the storyline like they kind of like deal with it and like you know they compromise and stuff and that's how the movie got made but there's also like drama in the mafia during the 70s while this movie was going on and it's just like more it's pretty interesting too cuz it's not just like a movie about a movie it's also like a gangster as well yeah you know so i yeah so it's like it's gangster it's like inception it's a gangster film within it's a, a gangster. gangster film exactly so it's pretty interesting huh. to see that that's cool yeah uh yeah i definitely like that the main guy that's in it uh al ruddy who was right who's based um who basically it's like uh it's based around his accounts of the of that story and he's basically he started off like as a computer whiz guy and he just wanted to get into the movies because i think he saw uh he saw planet of the apes and then he saw the ending and then he said like you know what i want i want this experience you know how everyone got like surprised by that ending all in reaction that's what i want you can't do that in tv well now you can but <laughs> and i like how his he has like um he's very savvy in knowing his people and he's that's very good for business because he knows like okay well Mario Puzo he can't write so I'm going to add Francis Ford Coppola into the mix and he's going to help write the film and then on the meanwhile he's also like in conversation with like you know the heads of like Paramounts and saying like okay we got to make this movie and he pitches to them in a very like um uh, I want to say accurate, but in the most interesting, intriguing way. Like, this isn't a mafia movie. This is a movie about family. Things that we're all familiar with. And just throwing that idea. And mm -hmm. basically, like, you know, he knows how to talk. And he impresses, like, the producers. And he pretty much, like, you know, it gets it his way sometimes. But it's also, like, the story of him struggling to get this fucking movie made. So it's like... <laughs> It's a disaster, but yeah, it's a it's a, it's a good show, really. It's like ten That's episodes. Yeah, I, I started. It. Well, I just finished um, Obi Wan. You barely started. You barely started. No, I just finished it yesterday. Oh, I think I finished it. Was the last episode. Yeah, I finished it this morning actually. Which I finished it yesterday. <laughs> I stayed up and I well, well, I was watching all of them through it, and then I knew this week was the last episode, so I was just yeah. like. I'm just going to binge it and then just watch the last episode when it comes out. Right. And I finished it and it did not disappoint. It was really sick. You know, like, I, I got to admit, the beginning, it was off to a rocky start. Yeah, it was. You know, I, I didn't really, really believe the Leia actress or the actor that was playing Leia. Hmm? I don't know. It was just kind of a little weird. I think they could have got someone a little bit better. I think it would have been dope if they Is got the look? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, my God. <laughs> She, I think she would have been better, you oh. know, but, um, I mean, she was still really, really young. So yeah. it's, it's fine actors. I think that are, 
that young that are willing to play such a pivotal role. Uh, you know? Keep keep at a distance of your mic because I could hear you. Yeah. So um, it was pretty dope. Uh, I like the ending. I like all the fight scenes with Vader and Obi Wan and just basically everyone, dude. Like they show a lot of his, um, a lot of him fighting and like him using his powers and the Force and shit like that, which is really dope. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man. I think it, it just ramped up towards the end. Um, new characters were made some practical effects in there. I think all the lightsabers might have been practical effects after they, like, retracted and went forward. Yeah. I think it's actually uh, practical effects that they're using the lightsabers with, so I think it's dope that they're mixing that up. In there, more virtual production stuff, which I'm always excited to see. Um, But all in all, dude, like, I I know there's things in this series that I missed. I want to rewatch them, but it's dope to see... uh, uh, what's my call? The dude that plays um, Anakin, Christian yeah, Hayden. Christian Hayden. Yeah, it was yeah. Way better. So it was dope to see him again and reprise yeah. the role as Anakin and kind of see his transition into him turning into Vader and stuff like that. And the man behind the mask. No pun intended. If you've seen <laughs> it, but it's dope. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of good highlights in that show, and just certain things that didn't. There's some things that I. Found, I found like disappointing, but others didn't. But mm-hmm. I'll talk about that, like you know. We talk yeah, about we're that. we're eventually gonna yeah, do um gonna eventually one do specifically for Obi Wan, I think, because that was like a really next dope week. show. Um, and then the other show that I was kind of watching aside of my eye was Umbrella Academy, the new season. Yeah, I still haven't so, started watching that. Yeah, so the new season came out, and it's now um the new character's name is victor and um elliot page now plays victor so they changed the character within the show as well and they're kind of opening you know the doors for more transgender actors to feel comfortable with playing new roles while keeping the identity that they prefer. Yeah. As they should. So that's a pretty big eye opener. That's that's happening. Yeah. I definitely heard that too. Um he wasn't gonna change his character at all. Because it was yeah. gonna be like, oh, it's still gonna be the same character. I think they just they just changed the name, that's it, right? Yeah. They they talk about there's like a there's a scene where they actually they confront he she he confronts all of them. And it's like, well, it's it's Victor now. Does anyone have a problem with that? And everyone was like, no, it's cool. Like, no. that's what you want to do, kind of deal, you know? Yeah. Kind of crazy. But <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was that was the thing. But it was it was. I mean, the effects in that show are always dope. But like, I gotta say, after watching some of it already, it kind of just it's starting to seem repetitive, kind of. Because it's always like an apocalyptic deal in the show. It's always like the the end of the world, end of the world, end of the world. But in this season, it actually is beginning to be the end of the world. So it's like now it actually makes sense. But I don't know. I don't know. You guys should take a look it at it. Actually, makes we'll sense. We'll talk about it if if it comes down to it. Yeah. Um. But the show that I've been wanting to watch and I haven't watched yet is Peaky Blinders. 
Oh, I finished it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's only like six episodes. How's that? It's pretty short. At first, I didn't, I wasn't getting into it for some reason, but then later on, I was like, okay, like, um, I'm starting to like this. And yeah, yeah, the ending was unexpected. And then it's just like, huh. It gives you a lot to think about. Just like, hmm, I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> That's all I can say. And I definitely could hear Alexa. Okay. Yeah, we could definitely hear Google back there. Well, you're okay. all blurry. <laughs> Out of focus. There it goes. There you go. Only your ADD could do that. <laughs> I am currently... Halfway through this one. And there is a spider crawling on the wall. And I need to help kill it. Roxy, go kill the spider. You know, it's just like that scene in Haunted Mansion. Everybody's got to learn to wipe their own spiders. Oh my god. <laughs> Please. It's going to get away. Oh my god. Hold on. Hold it's in the cup. Keep them, keep them going. Keep them going. Mm-mm. You know, the thing about spiders is that you could fucking kill them at any goddamn moment. The thing about spiders is that I even know why Spider-Man is famous. I mean, not famous, but very popular. But it's true. So another thing about spiders is that there's a crazy-ass director that wanted a spider robot in every movie that he was encountering or he got from his scripts, and eventually that became Wild Wild West, featuring the man slapper himself, Will Smith. And it was a phenomenon. Nah, it was a fucking weird idea. Fucking human, not a human spider, but a giant fucking robot spider in the West. Unbelievable. That guy's crazy. You know who that guy's name is? I forgot. But it was very entertaining. Well, not the movie, but just the story of that freaking producer. And, I mean, another thing about spiders. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm actually kind of scared about spiders, especially like black widows or black reclusive, because it's just like, you know, something so tiny could actually like fucking kill you. And they're basically in California. Like they live in like dark reclusive spaces. And it's kind of fucking dangerous. I'm like, mm -hmm. it could happen at any given moment. Oh, now there's an idea for a movie where spiders take over the world, take all over the world. But there are also movies like eight, <laughs> like Spikes. And there's also movies like Arachnophobia, which is like a horror comedy. About spiders terrorizing a freaking town. And I remember I had John Goodman in it. And eh, it, I feel like it was trying hard to be a comedy. And also horror. But I don't know. I haven't finished that fucking movie. I haven't seen that movie in forever. But uh, some of the, the, only, the only thing I remember from that is fucking John Goodman. <laughs> and another thing about spiders kidding enough by spiders but honestly i just been pretty excited about san francisco 
it's I'm gonna be moving out here out there. Uh, we're still gonna be doing the show remotely, like how we're doing it now. Uh, hopefully with better equipment. Hopefully with better spirits. And uh, I mean, our spirits are not in doubt or anything like that. I'm just saying it could always be better. And super excited. Um, I'm also doing a little bit of bartending on this side. Like last weekend, I actually bartended for my cousin. They made like a lot of uh, what do they call it? They they made paloma, and it's basically tequila with egg squirt. But yeah, you could add like lime juice or actual grapefruit juice. Some people prefer it that way, natural flavor. And yeah, I just did that. I just did those cocktails, and yeah, it was pretty fun and stuff. So I'm trying to get the hand of like actually doing cocktails in the real world setting and hopefully my training will be done by the time I get out there you know just uh, I do want to get a job out there as a bartender and stuff uh, I want to talk to a lot of techies not really I heard they were fucking assholes but hopefully I could find someone good someone like minded maybe I don't know not all certain people or certain groups are all the same. And still trying to kill that spider. I can't see it at all. At all. But, I mean, there's been a lot of freaking shows out. Like, every week, there's, like, something freaking new. Um, So, there was the Obi-Wan show. And then a couple of weeks after that, there was also, like, our boys? No, not our boys. The boys? I still haven't watched that. But I've been meaning to watch it, but it's like, oh. I like how, like, you just could release, like, the episodes, like, all at once. As opposed to, like, weekly by weekly by. I get that that was how t- traditional TV does it. But, I mean, they have the episodes already done at this point. But I, I guess it's better for, I would say, like, the podcasts are covering the TV shows. Like an episode, an episode, so it gives them time to actually, you know, digest and then analyze the episode by episode and stuff. So you know, that's definitely becoming popular and stuff. But I guess that makes sense. And oh my pre- god! What? What happened to the spider? We lost it. Really? Oh, that sucks. We can't. I came to grab it, and it was really dark. And it kind of blended in with the curtain. It was like a dark, like translucent cotton spider. Oh, yeah. You can tell and I like went to move it, but I couldn't see it. It started crawling up the folds. And then it crawled all the way up. And then uh, it kind of just disappeared. And it pretty much disappeared like Spider Man. <laughs> but Wait, hey, I'm back. Yeah. What I was talking about. Um... Do you prefer like TV series seasons to be like uh, coming all at once or bi weekly? Not okay. bi weekly, bi week. This is a brew debate. I'm going to sip on this. Hold on. I got to say, when it comes to shows, I like them to trickle. Like how Boba Fett did it, how Disney Plus is doing it. Okay. Why? 
Because look at Stranger Things model. Stranger Things model is release them all at once, let the people binge watch them, right? Right. But what do you get when people do that? It's like, okay, yeah, you create like a sense of urgency about the show, which is cool. Because it's like, oh my God, you got to watch them. But it's like, you only, it, there's only an urgency Keep created. Yeah. There's only an urgency created because there's like a chance that you it might get spoiled for you that someone else has watched and binged it all before you. Yeah, that's also that's an issue. why people are rushing to watch it. It's not the fact that it's like, oh yeah, it's a really great show. Don't get me wrong, but it's yeah. like it kind of forces you to watch it all at once because if you don't. The spoilers on social media will get to you first. Yeah, I, I think that's you a know? big part of it. Just social media. I mean, instant gratification. Like if you get that like at once and just right there, like you're just gonna be like, not spoil like oh like they're ruining like a plot point they're not supposed to know, but like you know, basically be spoiled with like oh everything's given to them and stuff. But I do like the idea that it's like certain shows are like weekly. Because it gives you time to digest, especially if it's like a dark show and you have to take it, take a breath and be like, that was tough. I don't know what the fuck I just saw. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's how I feel like the first season of, well, the first volume of Stranger Things is, you know, it's kind of like that, um, kind of leaves you on a cliffhanger, but doesn't, you know? Kind of does. <laughs> uh, but it leaves you with kind of just that deep side that holy shit like it's about to go down kind yeah. of deal you definitely. know um definitely gonna come but i mean yeah it does leave you on a clip uh, but the point that i'm trying to make is i like that model but listen that's why they're that's why ultimately they're making volumes of this show because people spoil all of the like if they released all you all of volume one and volume two at the same time you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. it's gonna fuck shit up but now it's like they can kind of do whatever they want, you know? Yeah. Neither. Which is a freedom now that I, I guess streaming platforms offer. But I still like the fact of like week by week, you could kind of follow up with people during the week. Like, oh, are you going to catch this show? Like, blam. On Thursday, you have something on Friday to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I kind of like that fact. Yeah, you and it kind of lets you digest it piece by piece. Yeah. And you could totally make like, it's easier to do like watch parties, you know? Because you're waiting for that last episode, you get a whole group and just make it a watch party and be like, hey, we did it. See, We're over here. <laughs> see, for me, it was like hard to watch the first episode. Once I got through the first episode, then I was like, okay, I'm going to slowly start watching the second in bits and pieces. But the third one, I just watched the episode the way all the way through. And then it just, I just picked up momentum. And I was glad I kind of did it that way because I kind of waited and I was waiting for the last ones to come out, but I already had some some to watch already before yeah. the last one came out. So it was kind of like, okay, well, I can watch all of this stuff before now watching the last show Um, once the finale comes out. Yeah. You know? That's that's kind of what I did with, like, Blinder. I slowly got into it and just kind of picked it up. I think it was just, like, my personal taste. Like, I just... I don't know. I just wasn't getting like the groove or like the momentum of the show itself. Yeah. Because it felt different. Like definitely, the season definitely feels different. And then I slowly like, okay, something's going on as things are rolling down. So it's just like, okay, now I'm getting, now I'm getting to it. But yeah, it's yeah, it's been like that. Yeah, I just I just love the production value that they put in PE Blinders. It's pretty sick. Yeah. You know, I think they, I think they won't all out on this one. 
I could feel like some of the action pieces or certain pieces were like they had a, they went with a little bit of a bigger scope on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely check it out. Definitely. I kind of want to switch gears because we talked about streaming for like a good chunk. Yeah, agreed. But if we could just switch gears over to music, I got some stuff to talk about about music. Music. You got yeah. anything? Music? Um, no, I really like music. I keep playing the same albums that I played when in high school, so you know, I don't listen to anything new. So I'm starting to listen to new stuff. I know I've mentioned this show on Golden Craft Cast a couple times. Morning becomes eclectic, and I started listening to um, the new album from Toro Imoa called Mahal, M-A-H-A-L, and I started hearing. They wouldn't even tell me that it was part of the album, but I would listen to the song, and I'm like, "Dude, this song's really good." What album is this from, or like, what move, like, what's what song is this? And when I was, whenever I'd like, they'd randomly play a song from the album, I would look it up, and I would keep seeing the same album cover, the same album cover, the same album cover. So I was like, "All right, I gotta get this album. I gotta listen to it all the way through." And I did, and Jesus. This album is really freaking good. Um, if you ever listen to any of Tori Moi's stuff before, it's really dope. Um, chill, kind of EDM style, but he really changes it up in this album. Kind of goes for a vintage vibe that is more of like a O2, I want to say Steely Dan, Steve Miller Band, uh, the Beatles, kind of like the Bee Gees, uh, like just like a more vintage vibe I'll, I'll go get the album right now i have it right here i got i got a, the special edition hold up hey, shit. you know what i just came up with something i lied i'm doing listening to mu- new music it's pretty cool but yeah that's the shit that you were listening to let's look at it let's look at it so check it out really San Francisco. San Francisco on the front, and he's driving this big, blue, crazy, tripped out kind of. It's like a group crossed with a convertible, like Bel Air. It's weird. Yeah. Super trippy, dope album cover out in San Francisco. Has the old vintage, kind of like all the band, all the songs are right here, and the players that played in the song. So he wrote a lot of the songs and then had people um, present it. Cool trippy background right here of him crossing the bridge, all fast and stuff. Oh, shit. And I haven't even opened the center actually. <laughs> so that looks like when the truck might have broke down. You barely see it. There in the middle. Yeah. You barely see it. It's like leaning into the back. Oh my god. Yeah, it's, it's just trippy. Uh, we'll have to see. Actually, take a picture of that. I might put it in the post. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. And, and we're going to listen to this uh, when we drive out to San Francisco. Yay. So yeah. that'll be good for you. Yeah, yeah, really dope. Really dope imagery. Really dope music. If you listen to him, you know what's going on. This album is nothing to sleep on. I'm telling you. Cool. That was a good share. That was definitely a good share. We'll definitely listen to that in San Francisco. I'm going to listen to it in a bit. 
Yeah. That's been my like uh it's that's it's my your little dream. Before I go out, it's my like uh going out song before I get ready to go out and then it's also my song when I'm doing like housework, you know? But I I listen to the album and I'm just like, dude, this is so dope. I got to listen to this on hi-fi. Oh shit. So I bought it. Yeah. I'm treating myself cuz it's summer's coming up. I need some music to listen to and analyze. And one of the ones that I've been looking forward to is Bad, Bad, Not Good, number four. And they have a lot of really good songs that I like on that album. And that one's supposed to be delivered to me tomorrow. So we'll see what's up with that. That's, cool. That's what I got. That's one of my music shares. Many music shares. That's cool. So uh, I don't know if you heard me, but mm. I actually lied. I do listen to new music. <laughs> So I I did mention this to you, Manny, but I mean to listeners. Um, so there's these two incredible artists that always team up. Uh, her name is uh, JD Beck, and fuck, I forgot the girl's name. I'm sorry. <laughs> the girl's name. Yeah. Uh, Domi. Yeah. And okay. I actually saw Domi. Like, if you're a big fan of like Thundercat. Uh, have you guys ever mm-hmm. seen like the, because uh, they did like a live stream for uh, car, uh for Dot Swim, and he ac- he was actually playing a couple songs. Oh yeah, and the girl that was playing did. the piano in the back, that's Domi. So that's when I first noticed her, and I think someone in the comment section said like, "Oh, that's Domi. Like she's a dope ass like, you know, uh, pianist or you know the keyist, uh, key player." And yeah, I started to check her out, and then. She's always teaming up with a uh, drummer named JD Beck, and I I don't know how old he is, but he looks pretty young. And I seen a couple of videos where he's like playing like at jazz clubs, and that's the type of music that is like sort of like jazz, sort of like you know, uh, yeah, going into like that territory of like what Thundercat will Max play. Max Roach, so, yeah, it's just like doing a bad impression of yeah. it, but it's like pretty fucking chilling stuff. But yeah. yeah, I definitely recommend like just listen to them. I think they came up with like an EP. Uh, I forgot what it was called, but they made a music video out of it, which was directed by Anderson Pack. And yeah, it's it's pretty it's a pretty funny video and shit. It's like pretty retro looking, and it's pretty it's pretty cool considering that Anderson Pack directed it, and then he invites pretty much like. Uh, his closest friends around him uh, and they all get together and it's like sort of like this little happy birthday party going on and it's like pretty chill and pretty like you know out there which is yeah yeah definitely definitely like watch that <laughs> and definitely I listen definitely to them want to do another music episode soon yeah um i think one of the ones that we did last year that i really like doing and i feel like we're still around is socal music socal bands yeah um definitely. I'd like to do another one, another episode of that. Some guy when we did like that another one. SoCal punk bands episode. When did we do that one? We did SoCal punk or something like that. With or who? SoCal bands. With who? Was it That's with? That's the one that we did with Dave and Graham in Huntington Beach. Oh, that episode, the one that shall not be yeah. spoken. <laughs> that was a great episode. You I should listen to that one. Yeah, it was wild. Um, I'm definitely gonna talk about some SoCal bands. I. Didn't really mention in that episode, but I'm definitely gonna do it. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's like movement and stuff like that, and I think the shows that are coming out now are really dope. Yeah, definitely. Um, but 
Yeah, dude, definitely more music stuff. Music stuff to come for sure. More music. So what else we got, man? I mean, we we covered music, we covered shows. So are we? I guess we were going on that structure. I don't know. I think I, I was just tre- trying to like rebase it. You're the one that's structuring yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Which I, is I weird because like I'm usually like the structure guy, and then it's like, oh, is there a structure? And then it's like, where's the structure? I'm like, I thought you were a free base guy, man. <laughs> I know I'm a free based on a structure. You're an, you're an improviser, and I'm just like, oh, now this worlds have reverse. How you feeling on your beer so far? I like it. I like this yeah, beer. Yeah, mine's pretty good. I'm starting to see some bottom lactose. Oh yeah, really refreshing. Definitely yeah, big clumps of lactose at the bottom. Yep. Not super big, but they're there. Yeah, definitely. There. Um. Oh well. While you were gone, I was I was talking to the listeners that I was at um last weekend I was at my cousin's and I pretty much cocktailed. But the most interesting part of that is that I found out my cousin's cousin actually worked on the book above a fet as a costume designer. What? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, and I knew this guy for years. He was like that guy in like the family parties and I knew never thought he was like you know, involving production and anything like that. Huh. It's fucking crazy. Holy shit, you gotta get in there, my, yeah. my friend. Yeah. Yeah, I talked to my cousin, I'm like, hey, um, I need to talk to Juan. <laughs> and yeah, that probably it, it was very surprising, but I'm definitely like I, I just wanna pick his brain a little bit, you know. This is a pretty cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean now we can and this is a good transition to technology, which is another one of our pillars. Um, I've been using and learning how to use Unreal Engine 5 recently. And it is pretty freaking intense, and it looks fucking amazing. It looks really fucking cool. Um, I'm learning how to make virtual production sets. And it's working. And I'm actually, like, getting somewhere. So, like, I don't know, like, this background behind me right now may not be the background you see in a couple weeks. I'm starting to learn to do some cool shit, Ooh. and maybe I'll uh, implement it into the podcast. We'll see. You're going to take a screenshot and put it as a custom background? <laughs> it's just going to be a picture of me, like this. And then when Sergio says something uninteresting, I'll just leave. It'll be like Pee Wee Herman. When he just like has that double. Like, oh, yeah. He's like, he like sneaks out and then puts his body double. Oh my god! <laughs> you ever seen that? No. It was like Kiwi's Christmas special. No, I I don't watch that. I don't I don't know anything. Kiwi's Christmas. Very merry Christmas. You know who used double? You, watch that you you know what? Who uses body doubles? The KGB. Kiwi. So the KGB actually used sex dolls, uh, to pretty much trick out like the American when during the Cold War. And this is true. You could actually look it up. Well, they were actually they were like spy on certain, certain uh, on someone in the car, thinking that they were still there, and they were placed with like a sex doll, and they'll leave secretly. And then as soon as they came by the car, it was they turned out it was a sex doll or some shit. Fucking weird shit. I fucking fine. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but it's funny. So the, there's your fucking no, tech. Like, <laughs> I could just imagine like being in the car and be like, what, that guy's been there for hours. He hasn't moved. He's looking right at us. And his mouth is like open. 
When you grew hair. <laughs> That's so dumb. Yeah. It's dumb, oh, but it man. happens, man. So so what cocktails did you uh make over there at your cousin's thing? Um so she only had like two different tequilas. So the only thing to make was like Palomas. But cool. Yeah. But in a couple of weeks, like my baby uh my baby. My sister's baby shower is gonna come up, so there's gonna be way more drinks in that lame ass party. <laughs> okay. All right, so it was uh, actually pretty cool. Let's talk about the menu. So, uh, at the request of the mother, she wanted all her me- all her fucking friends to get fucking lit as fuck, and she wanted me to remake the fucking jungle juice that I made for them last time <laughs> we all got together. So I'm gonna do that. Um. And she wanted to do another uh, bigger drink. So I suggested like rum punch and she said, she said, okay, do that. But, you know, I, I think I was like deciding like, okay, I think we should get like two different bigger bottles. And like, if anyone wants like something besides that, we could do it. And I ran it through my sister and said like, hey, like I just gave her the list and we have a bunch of ingredients and stuff. And basically I added like a, a tequila and a rum, so I'm basically gonna make some. some I'm gonna make Paloma tequila sunrise, um, a rum and coke, Cuba Libre, um, Ooh, something yeah, that I invented. Yeah, I like that one. Um, midnight, not not that I invented this drink, but it was midnight rum, and the one that I invented was called uh, Star Mason, which is basically rum and Sprite with grenadine. Mm. Yeah, I I think I'm more excited about like the midnight rum because I actually drank the midnight rum, but they call it the bat. Huh? Yeah, it, it was uh, it was one of those cocktails that they made at the AMC, and yeah. every once in a while they you know they give like a specialty drink and oh, it was they basically name it after this the yeah screening, right? there was one called the bat and then it was called the cat for you know the Batman movie yeah and I tried the bat and that's basically like rum, coke and grenadine I was like. Oh, huh. I thought that was something called something different, or I thought I was like, whatever. So, it's like a Roy like, Rogers with with rum. Yeah, basically. Um, the one that I invented was called Star Mason because it's basically a Shirley Temple with rum, and Shirley Temple was actually like in a Sailor movie called where she was her main character's name was Star Mason, so oh, that's, that's why it. I call it Star Mason. So it's like, oh. Clever. That's dope. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you know what would be dope if you make a menu of cocktails like based off of celebrities. Like the Brando or something like you know. Yeah, there's saying? actually like a, like there's that. actually uh, a drink called the Marlon Brando. And that's basically um it's basically the Godfather drink. There's a call there's a yeah. drink called Godfather. And if you add cream onto it, it's basically just called like the Marlon Brando. Dude. <laughs> You should do like a Quentin Tarantino, the Quentin. Uh, like we mentioned before, the Crazy Eight. Ten ingredients, because he's only doing ten movies. <laughs> I'm gonna call one called the Crazy Eighty Eight, and it's just pure red. <laughs> I think they do have a drink called the Crazy Eighty Eight. Is there? I think yeah. they should add like I think they should add like a Japanese whiskey into it, with like some type of like. Uh... Probably like a you slow gin. I was just watching a feature um, on the news about a place in near actually what we were talking about near the Chavez Ravine. Yeah. 
where a lot of um, Japanese Distance. immigrants would actually, that was like the Japanese immigrants would um, come in. They had their own community there. I forget what it was called, but it was basically like they were, they started a sake company and they started doing sake cocktails. Yeah. So they're using sake within their cocktails mm. to like change it up. And it's like, if like, you know, a lot of people only eat or drink sake with sushi. And it's like, we're trying to open people's minds and showing people you could drink it and mix it with a lot more different flavors. Yeah. Which I think is dope. Yeah, I think that's dope too. It's completely make sense of concept. You're right there, buddy. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm getting to the end of the fucking, oh my God. I'm getting to the end of this ravine and now it's, it's really hitting me. It's like, it's heavy. Gas is there. It's heavy it's like heavy. the subject matter. <laughs> it's getting heavy, yeah. No, it's that. I think it's like the lactose. Yeah. And I also did drink some homemade horchata earlier, so you know, I made it. It's good. You made horchata. Oh, also, um, <laughs> on a video game tip, everyone, trying to switching gears over to video games real quick. Video games. Um, there is a summer sale on Steam right now. Go get your summer games on a discount. Don't forget the PS Plus store or whatever they call it. I just bought it. PS um, Plus store doesn't have a sale yes right now. Do. It's Steam. <laughs> Steam right now has a sale. They have a sale and through. I think Overwatch first. is coming oh, out wait, soon. Wait, what? I'm ready for it. Overwatch, Overwatch 2? It's happening. It's happening? Overwatch 2 is happening. Next yes, year? Yes, they've announced it. They announced Final Fantasy Part 2. That's coming till next year. We're like, at least we know it's happening. <laughs> so I'm hoping to get Overwatch 2 as a disc on my PS5 when I get one. Because I want a PS5. We all want PS5s. Everyone wants a my PS5. My buddy just got one. Shout out to Rashad. Rashad finally got, got one. PS5. We, uh, we all pitched in and got him one. Oh, that's all nice. That's nice how you guys you know? pitch in with things. <laughs> I know it's really nice. Yeah. I don't know any other friend group that does that, but it's like we got each other's backs, you know. Uh that's friend. I always had friends like that. Okay, yeah. Let so me just. I am on the last increment of editing the 360 video of Rise of the Resistance ride. Yeah. Yes, I'm almost done with it. It's basically you have to keyframe all the angles that you're looking at. So, like, if you want a view where it's, like, you're sitting in the chair and you're, like, walking through the line, it's, like, if you walk through the line and the line turns, you have to, like, change the perspective that you're looking that way. Yeah. Else it doesn't make sense, you know? Oh, so you're changing the perspective while you we're still in the edit, centerpiece? You have to keyframe the perspectives of the 360 video. Really? That sounds tiresome. Yeah. I would never want to do that. <laughs> it, no, it's tiresome, but I want to see how it comes out. If mm. it comes out dope, it'll be, like, okay, this is dope. I'm going to okay. keep doing this. But it all depends on what kind of uh, thing you're doing. Like, I mean, on a roller coaster, on a ride, yeah, it's a bitch because you're going, you're going everywhere. Yeah. Right? But on, let's say, like a hike, you know, you're kind of just going in one direction. And, you know, you can kind of see stuff like that. Or if it's on a car, you know, you just kind of keyframe it in one direction and maybe move the keyframe to, like, big points and stuff like that, whatever you oh, want to okay. see. Um, in Unreal, there's actually ways that you could do cinema inside of Unreal. So you could animate and like do the video cameras and stuff like that. You could put the virtual camera on there. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, you could put a virtual camera rig inside of it and just be like, okay, I want to move the camera down this way, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You so know? I follow a YouTube channel that actually uses Unreal Engine to recreate Ocarina of Time. Sometimes they make like cinematic little shorts and shit, but eh, it's pretty cool, I guess. But eventually they just do some random shit. I feel like they're just like the Patreons just like saying like, oh, you should do this, do that. And a little bit chaotic but it's pretty cool to actually do something like in the sandbox setting to recreate some of your favorite things like um from your childhood or like just things in general that you like stuff but i mean i guess you're doing it just for the craft of it really well honestly what, what i started creating was i had a really vivid dream once and i know i've told you this before but it was like basically like um a scene of like a it was like a bath it was a room where it was like a bath to, it was like a bathroom but literally just a bath in the room and there was like the this like devil goddess like walking up these marble like almost lava obsidian steps like it was really um smooth like almost black glass and pillars around it with chains and lights coming out with fire and within the pillars themselves there was skulls and different like creepy shit like bones and stuff <laughs> like that within yeah. it and then inside the bathtub um like the bathtub spout was a goat's head and then like a goat's skull and then the like blood was coming out of its mouth into the bathtub it was like really horrific and crazy and and really weird but I just thought in my head, all the textures and the very, like the subtleties of everything just um, were very, almost like I had a photographic memory of this dream. That's how vivid it was. So now I'm using Unreal Engine to basically like kind of build out what I saw. (laughs) So I'm creating right now. I just learned to import different models from different uh, websites. So now I'm getting them in there. But it's like you can literally build out whatever you want. If you can think about it, you can build it out. Yeah. You know, often dreams are like the best inspirations. Um, There was actually a dream that I had that I was thinking like maybe it should be a movie. Or basically it was like this resort on like the forest. And. Mm-hmm. Basically, these things were coming out of the fucking, like, there was, like, this mountain, like, overhead of, like, the whole resort. And there was just, like, this flock of things cause coming out and shit. And I'm just like, what is that? And it just looked weird. And we thought it was, like, it was birds. Murder. Or we thought it was, like, bats. Or we thought it was, like, you know, fucking murder. A bunch of ravens. But no. They were, like, creepy bird-like things. And then they're, like, pterodactyls or like some shit like that. What the? Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, holy fuck, that's like, oh my God, this is scary. And I'm thinking like, what if there were like animals? Like I was thinking of a, like a freaking, like a freaking Stephen King novel. You know what I mean? And I also thought about like, <laughs> and I was just thinking about like a storyline that, <laughs> That would make sense, and it was also very Stephen King, where it has like a basically a dad, and then he has a son, and his son is dealing with like drug problems, and he's using like this resort as like a type of rehab. 
and basically the whole arc is not on like the dad character but the guy that's recovering from like drugs and has to be brave and has to like you know save the people or whatever to go to the mountain yeah. and you know save the whole resort or whatever or some members of his family or whatnot and yeah not everything's in detail but it, it, it was just like oh it's a concept i don't know what to do with it you can have it internet yeah. <laughs> i mean i think a meal's a great way to just make a set and just kind of like get the idea of what it would look like out there kind of just go from there but i know there's a lot of potential in that program how good it looks in the vast library of different stuff that you get you know but yeah dude um definitely chill you got any sip on this sip on this you want to excuse yourself while i say this <laughs> no really you really want to do this all right so i sip on this um I don't know. I was going to say something. I, I was basically just going to say the opposite. This whole episode was kind of a sip on this. Yeah. Like, I, I think this whole thing was just like us just recommending stuff. Yeah. Just like, okay, well, um, what did you say? Well, one of the up? things that I want to recommend, I guess, last thing would be like the For video tidbits. game that I've been playing recently won a bunch of awards. It takes two. It's a co op game, local multiplayer. I heard if one I see you play the game it. and the other person downloads it, you could actually play online and stuff. So it's pretty chill. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I heard it. that's uh, very popular. Also, game. made with Unreal. I guess. Are oh, you gonna just keep yeah. bragging on this? <laughs> yeah, it's good. I'm I'm hyped right now on it. You're hyped. So yeah, you look yeah. a little too hyped. So yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I guess this is it, man. This has been right. a good one. Hit the button. You know where the catch is at. We're here. On Instagram, recommend us some beer, some topics. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, even on our radio. Yep, we're on live video on Spotify. So check us out on Spotify. And we got do have some questions you could participate in that. So look out for that. We've been doing them for a couple episodes now. So look on that so this is going to craft cast i'm sergio that's manny and we're both out